Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Oh, Jonathan, return home. Though we hadn't spoken in a few weeks, my best friend Buddy and I had just recently made up after I didn't tell him I had gotten married while I was away. While working things out, I learned some interesting things about his past as well. Here we go. You're Brennan Gem Titus now. But now we're back at it, solving mysteries and finding the weird. Like the one time we got lost in an impossible mall and were saved by a last second Dusex Machina in the form of a green blobby vortex thing. I mean, it's great that keys literally fell out of the sky and all, but couldn't they have just dropped the one key we needed? We don't know what comes next, but we do know that we're in this together. It is now time to return home. Buddy, you can do this. You've only been on hold for the last four hours. Keep your cool and explain things in a nice, calm manner. My name is Buddy Nutters, and I demand to speak to your super- Dude, seriously? Did you forget to pay your phone bill again? I really could have used your help at the Hofstetter- Shh! I'll tell you what you can do to make my- N-U-T- Wait! No, you will not put me on hold again. It had been a few days since Buddy and I smoothed over a rough spot in our friendship. We now found ourselves in that phase of forgiveness where all that was left was settling back into a groove. Which can be kind of hard when you call your best friend for help with a routine Class 3 demonic activity investigation, and all you get is a busy signal. Ah, <sighs> sorry about that, Johnny. Where did you say you were now? I was at the Hofstetter farm. You won't believe what I ran into. Hofstetter? You... Finally went over there? Yeah, and I could have really used your help. What's going on here? I've been stuck here dealing with Friendly Freight's customer care all day. Why? Ah, oh, nothing. Just the fourth delivery they've missed up this month. Dude, Friendly loses everyone's shipments. Why don't you use something more reliable, like Super Delivery Bros instead? Nobody else has a route near my uncle's cabin. I never knew your uncle had a cabin. I never knew I had an uncle until he died and left it to me in his will. So, tell me. Farm. Go. Do you want me to start with the corn golems or with this iron box they were guarding? Start with the- Hold on. Please tell me I'm speaking with the supervisor. I sat down on the couch and began to examine the box I retrieved from the Hofstetter farm. It was a nondescript iron deal, no larger than a shoebox and weighing around five pounds. It bore no markings except for a small keyhole on top and a thin seam tracing its perimeter. They told me they would be delivering it between 3.30 and 5.30. I drove all the way out to the cabin to wait, and guess what? Nothing. You figure I would have learned after the first three missed deliveries, but no. Yes. No. I am being calm. You be calm, sir. Hey, buddy, you have anything I can use to pick this lock? Here. Buddy tossed me a ring loaded with keys. Try those. How would I put you on to hold for five to ten minutes? 
What the heck are these? The thing? The keys from the place? You know, the mall that we were stuck in? How can I forget the magic keys that fell out of a green sky blob when we needed them the most? What am I supposed to do with them? Uh, pick a key and use it? Pick a key and use it. Yeah, just like at the mall when we got out? Yeah, I know that's how we escaped the mall, but you expect me to believe that there's a key here that matches perfectly to a box I found buried in a field an hour ago? Duh, that's how keys work. Yeah, I'm aware how keys work. Look, I don't know how to explain it. I drove up to check on the cabin a few weeks ago and realized I forgot the key back here. I was a little hungry, so I couldn't think straight, but luckily I went to Wonton Jovi's earlier that day, and I had a fortune cookie in my pocket. I ate the cookie and the fortune told me to try the magic sky blob keys. You forgot the key you needed, but you had the keys from the mall? Yeah, you act like I clean my car ever. Have you seen my trunk lately? So you tried the keys and then what? I didn't try the keys. I tried a key. The first one opened the cabin. So I tried keys on other stuff. Like what? My lawyer said I shouldn't answer that question. Let's see what's in your box. I fumbled with the key ring, looking for one that looked like it would fit. Hurry up, Dr. Jones. You don't have to choose wisely or anything. Just pick one. I picked a key at random, and to my surprise, it fit perfectly into the lock. What is it, Johnny? Oh, look who's finally back on the phone. Slowly, I lifted the lid of the box. I swear, I will tell your CEO how my day has been going if you put me on hold one more time, Kevin. Don't you dare, Kevin! The box's hinges creaked with rust as it opened. A musty smell filled the air as I peered inside the box to finally reveal- Good day, sir! Come on, Johnny, your box can wait. We're going to Friendly Freight Headquarters. Ugh, fine. It was rare to see Buddy with this much determination for anything other than breakfast food. He made me shut the box before I got a good look at its contents, and he grabbed the keyring for me before I could open it again. We now found ourselves speeding down the highway on our way to the Friendly Freight main office. Five. Five missed deliveries. Can you believe it? I thought you said it was four. Five sounds better. When we get there, we tell them it was five deliveries. You realize they'll just have a record of how many times you've shipped with them, right? That's it! We make them show us their records. Buddy, come on. When was the last time storming into a building and demanding information worked out well for you? Or anyone. Works better than sitting on hold being ignored. Who knows? Maybe there's a good reason they couldn't make the deliveries. If they couldn't make the deliveries, then they should have rescheduled, sent an email or something, anything. Your friend to the end and beyond. That's their slogan, Johnny. You don't bail on your friends. Okay, so we get there, force our way in, and demand they tell us where the packages are. Then what? Then we get my packages, drop them off at the cabin, go back home, and write a lukewarm two and a half star review online so Friendly Freight knows just how serious this was. Two and a half stars seems awfully generous given what you've been going through. Please, Johnny, I may be mad, but I'm not cruel. When we made it to the Friendly Freight corporate offices, I struggled to keep up with Buddy as he barreled towards the front door. Hello? Open up! I know you're in there. Come on, buddy. There's clearly nobody here. There has to be. They're just afraid to face the wrath of Benjamin Nutters. It's almost 8.30. Everyone's probably at home by now. We can just come back in the morning. Fine. We'll use these. No way. We are not using your universal skeleton keys to break and enter this place. We're not breaking anything. Come on. Let's just wait for the morning. It's not like there's any monsters in there or anything we need to stop. They're monsters to me, Jonathan. They're monsters to me. So, in we went. 
The friendly freight offices were the exact kind of desolate you'd expect from a failing logistics company. It was mostly metal filing cabinets and gray lifeless cubicles stretching off into the darkness. I stood watch by the door while Buddy rummaged around, looking for any leads. No wonder they're always losing stuff. You'd figure a modern shipping company would step up their game a little bit and go paperless. At least invest in something more current than papyrus. Can you hurry it up? I don't feel right about this. Relax. We didn't break anything. We didn't set off any alarms. Nobody will even know we're here. Um, can I help you guys? Ah! To our surprise, a security guard seemingly appeared out of nowhere. He was an older man, wearing a rumpled blue polo shirt that hadn't seen the business end of an iron in, well, ever. He stood and waited for an answer, casually chewing on a brick of that freeze-dried astronaut ice cream that you can only ever find in museum gift shops. Um, hi. We're, um... From the Scranton office. Carl didn't say anything about any Scranton hotshots coming down tonight. Last minute auditing emergency. You know the drill. Mm, you guys wait here. I'm gonna call this in. No need. We're all set. We'll be done in a minute. You go make your call. Yeah, Carl, it's Jeb. Hear anything about any Scranton guys coming tonight? What are you doing? We have to get out of here. Just give me a second. I found their truck schedules. October, November, December. Didn't even have the lights turned on. I mean, who doesn't audit by flashlight? January, February, March. Got it. Okay, Carl. Thanks. Bye. He's coming back. Let's go. Hey, you guys said you were from the Scranton office. Um... Yes? Well, you tell your big wig Scranton buddies that the next time y'all come down here and do whatever, the light switches right over there by the coffee maker. Will do. Thank you, Mr... Jep. My name's Jep. It's nice to meet you, Jep. We should probably be going. Take care. And with that send-off, we made it out alive. Jep waved goodbye to us from the friendly freight made entrance, sucking the last remnants of astronaut ice cream off his left thumb. I drove us away from the friendly freight offices while Buddy studied the documents he stole. Did you catch that guy's name? Jep. What kind of name is Jep? Given our track record, a guy named Jep is the least weird thing we could have run into. Jep. 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 Je like, did his parents misspell Jeep or Jeff? Just let him have his weird name. What did you find in your papers? Still working on it. I figure we find the cabin on the schedule. We work backwards, checking the places the truck stopped before. What are you shipping to the cabin anyways? A TV, a new computer. Last delivery was a walk-in freezer. I've been setting up for Mr. Sinclair. He can't go out in public in his condition, so he's going to hide out in the cabin. It's safe. The roads are all closed past the cabin, so it's not like there's a lot of passerbys to bother him or anything. Mr. Sinclair? Who's that? Uh, the world's foremost expert on Roderick Sinclair is asking me who's Mr. Sinclair. Wait, what? That's not possible. Roderick Sinclair can't be living in your uncle's cabin. He died shortly before the publication of Into the Etherverse, the final journey of Reno, Dakota. I resurrected him. You did what? Jonathan, have you met us? Do you know what we do? Why? Uh, how? Can, can we go see him? I really, really need to meet him. I, I, I have, like, literally so many questions. Like, did Reno Dakota know the whole time that Venetians were allergic to dairy? And whatever happened to Reno Dakota's son? And do you think it's true that blood squatches retain their human memories? Because I have a theory that if you just no really- No way. Stop the car. 
Buddy handed me some of the documents. So I found the exact dates the shipments went missing. What do you notice they all have in common? You mean besides the fact that they're all friendly freight trucks that you shouldn't have been using in the first place because you know better? Johnny, where have I always wanted to go, but you and Amy always use your special two-against-buddy veto power to override me because you think it's a dumb tourist trap that's leeching off the local economy? The International Foot Museum? The other one. New Jersey's second largest spit collection? The other one. The Hall of Gary's? The other one. Dan Spiegel's Jumble Blaster High Score at the Cheesy Hunt? The other one. Dan Spiegel's Jumble Blaster High Score at the Taco Time? The other one. Dan Spiegel's Jumble Blaster High Score, The Food Bucket? The other one. The Camden Tick Graveyard? The other one. Vomit City? No, Johnny, the other one. No, it can't be. Say it. Not the Melancholy Falls Vortex. Every single truck that went missing stopped at the vortex on its way to the cabin. Johnny, you know what this means. Dude, come on. I knew a mystery would lead us there one day. Seriously, not happening. Finally. Finally, you don't have Amy to back you up. Dude, I am telling you for the last time, we are not going to the Melancholy Falls Vortex. Return Home, Episode 29, They Slip Away. You just listened to part one of three. It was written by Michael Lissenberry and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Colin Goheen, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Your friendly freight packages have also gone missing? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.